Welcome to Build with Rob. I am Rob Deerdeck, host of Build with Rob, CEO of the Deerdeck Machine, a venture creation studio where we systematically fuse art, science, and magic to manufacture amazing. Like, I felt like a cult leader. And I felt like I, I all of a sudden I could see myself on stage in front of like like a hundred thousand people that were like all going art, science, magic, right? It, it got it got really strange real quick in my mind there. But that's what happens when you intro a show the same way over and over, uh, you know, 50, 60 times, you know. But this is our show, the Build with Rob show, where we talk life and business strategies, where we uh, love to share uh, not only our own philosophies and my personal way of living and my life vision and my business vision, all of this is is integrated into that and a part of that, but we also get to connect with entrepreneurs, hear their business visions and and ultimately, you know, their life visions. You know, I, I, I really am all about understanding each person's sort of journey and, and ultimately what they're hoping to achieve and how uh, can I use my experience and knowledge to, to help guide that. And hopefully I think everybody who listens, you know, pulls a little nugget here and there from these, these conversations uh, with these entrepreneurs and, and the different sort of philosophies that I share as I go. Because, you know, I'm living it and constantly evolving and thinking about how do I how do I be better and what do I do, you know, and, and this show is really an outlet for me to grow because the more I articulate uh, the things that I go through and apply in life, the more clear it even gets for myself, you know. Uh, but as a reminder, wherever you listen to this show, please like and subscribe. Uh, if you want to be on this show, go to DeerDeckMachine.com. If you want to be part of our business consumer collaborator group, The Machinist. Also, you can sign up for that at, at DeerDeckMachine.com. And of course, you want to pitch us an idea, we take those too. You never know. You never know. You got the right idea, right time, right experience. You know, uh, I might be cutting a check. We might be laying out the unified theory with the capital staging and, and, and commit to a time frame and KPIs that get you to different capital stages that leads to an impressive accelerated multiple and exit where we enjoy together another great win for the deer deck machine you never never know um but look you know one thing i've i've been on lately is this idea that every single thing can be made better but nothing can be made perfect you know and and this goes to life systems I mean, anything that you actually do in life can be made better. You know, one of our commandments down here at the machine is better, better, better. You can always make things better. And, and it starts first. It's so much easier to make something better um, when you've automated it and it's gotten into a place where it's now it is an existing system. It is some... Uh, you know, more habit driven thing that you no longer have to think about, or you're not going through the pain of developing or creating, but now it's in a nice rhythm. Now you can begin to optimize it and make it better. Um, but even at that point, a lot of people think like, oh, I've got it automated. I did it. Right. And, and the truth is, is, you know, you can take something from automation and it's just the beginning. It's the foundation of what's um, limitless in its potential of optimization. I, I just think optimization um, is is literally limitless in in most things. Now, there's certain things that are finite. You know, uh, I'm designing a house. Um, it you know it could be better and better over time, but at some point, since it's I have got to commit. And finish the design and build it, okay? And now in my case, it took me five years. It took me five years. And I didn't care because I was like, I just don't want to – I want to live here for the rest of my life. I don't ever want to regret it. So I just kept like evolving and learning and understanding more and more about living in a home and the, the different sort of things that could happen. Super extended version um, 
of the idea of spending a, a lot of extra time on something that is finite, that once it's done, you can't make it better uh, without it being very difficult. But for, in, in life, most things can be made better. Your relationships can be made better. Your way of take care, taking care of yourself can be made better. Your financial system can be made better. Your company can be made better. Um, your time can be better managed and and all of these different sort of things in your life that you can make better and better and better and that is the key is making everything better and better and better over time and and I'll give a, a really unique example of like when you can't when you could think that you could possibly never make anything better and and, and I would use like re- the way I shoot ridiculousness as an example like where you know I used to shoot you know, a block of like 30 in a month and I would shoot one in the morning and one in the afternoon and I would just be so exhausted, right? Because it'd be a month long sort of marathon of of shooting television and I would shoot, you know, for a week and then just be so exhausted by the end of the month with all of the work I would have to put into it. I'd have to drive to Glendale and meet with the writing team and go through the videos. And then like I would talk to the guests and go through all of, all of this work and spend countless hours uh, traveling in between my house and Glendale and then ultimately spending all this time in the room with writers then shooting the show and spending all day there and then the sacrifice of my energy in between shooting it, I would just be exhausted, right? Now, I just started um, everything that I could to begin to systematize and then optimize all aspects of it. And I eventually went to, okay, I no longer have to drive to Glendale anymore. Let's do it virtually. All right, like now... I'm created systems on how shows are delivered to me so I no longer have to spend so much time um, like calling guests or being intricately involved in the development of the show. There's now a framework to pace up how writers could deliver me scripts that are more consistent. Now I'm getting time back there. Now the shows are getting uh, better and more consistent, easy to shoot. Then I uh, go from shooting... Uh, one in the morning and one in the afternoon to two in the morning. And then, then hey, I, this is really getting efficient. I don't want to spend this whole month. Let's break this up into uh, shooting three in the morning and spread it out. Like, do shoot for two weeks, take a break, break for two weeks. Like, okay, now, now I'm not getting worn down by it. Then it's like, okay, um, how do we get even more efficient here? Let's start shooting six a day. Then that literally like eliminates almost, you know, over 40% of the time I'd have to dedicate in a year. Boom, this works, right? So now, now you've gotten so evolved to a place that you're shooting six a day from, and, and now the prep time went from driving to Glendale and spending hours with riders to where it takes me, uh, 15 minutes per episode to just go through and and review the episode and get ready to shoot. Uh, and my preparation is is 30 minute calls leading up to shoot instead of hours uh, in the car and and sitting in an office. Now I've gotten to this like incredibly optimized state, right? And there's no way you could make this better. But what do I start doing? Man, I start timing all the episodes and and I'm shooting all these episodes and I'm realizing that they're taking around uh, 40, 42 uh, to 45 minutes per episode. Okay, how can I reduce that? Well, it turns out we're only, we're shooting with six clips per package, but we're only using four or five at the most when we edit it. Let's pull one clip out of there. Guess what? Now now shooting that show is at 32 minutes to 35 minutes, right? Just saved an entire 10 minutes by doing that one thing. Now it's like, okay, you're shooting six a day. You're, you've spread out your schedule now. Now it's fully balanced. You're highly optimized in the creative process, and you've gotten it down to this super efficiency. You can't possibly... You can't possibly make this show any more efficient and better. You did it, Rob. You did it. No, I didn't do it. I I realized 
that like, man, I am some shows it's taking me 10 minutes to get prepped for and that they're these super easy and fast shows to shoot that I can shoot in about 30 minutes. And then there's some that I'm going through them and they take 20, 25 minutes to prep and I got to rearrange categories and change titles and, and replace videos. And then when I shoot those episodes, those are the ones that are taking 35, 38 minutes. And I realize like, wow, I need to start grading these shows based off of how that they're built so that that can can give insight to the writers and the producers to know when it's a, the, a better show that's been created and which one of the writers created it so that we could begin to triangulate like how to make the type of shows that are super easy for me to prep for and then uh, are easier for me to shoot and so it's quicker and takes less energy on the prep side and even the shooting side. And lo and behold, it worked. I went from grading like threes and fours and twos to like every show that I grade now is in the eights and nines because we were able to see and articulate this deeply nuanced um, way of creating in these these scripts and these shows that was the most efficient way for me to get out there and freestyle that thing. So, you know, it, it's an example of like, you can never stop pushing and optimizing to make something better and better and better and better. And you can apply that to every aspect of your life. I do in all aspects, you know, the continual evolution and optimization of, of the machine that I am. Uh, and I really think if you look at your life and look towards as many things as you can automate and then began to put in systems and and reflect and be aware of what you can do to make it better and better, um, that you will push everything to this much more effortless and higher quality state um, that will make whatever you do a whole lot easier and a whole lot enjoyable, a whole lot more enjoyable. Okay, look um, – Got deep on that one. Was going deep. I felt like I was like on the stage of ridiculousness, like uh, you know, putting pressure on Chanel and Sterling for you know being fifteen minutes late, and we're running fifteen minutes late at lunch, and I'm running these numbers to test how fast we can go the entire day. Um, but look, always, always try to get better. All right, today we are going to get in uh, to more of what we love to get into hearing. Uh, about business visions and life visions and see what I can do uh, to help bring breakthroughs and, and some knowledge along the way. So without further ado, let's get our first guest in. Benj Miller, welcome to Build With Rob. How are you? Wonderful. Hey, tell me about your Dayton, Ohio roots, man. Like what part of Dayton are you from? Yeah, so just north of Dayton. I grew up in West Milton and then Tip City. My wife is from Vandalia. So if you fly into Dayton, Ohio oh, yeah. and go to that high school, then my wife's name's still on the wall. Ah, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And then you ended up moving out to Atlanta and living in Atlanta and building all of your companies out in Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were here for a minute and then we were like, man, do we want to go back, plant roots? We went back like to check it out and we we're like, no, we can't go back. We're here forever. Yeah. Hey, look, that's how I felt. Like after I, you know, was in California for like a few years, I was like, man, like, um, I'm Ohio, man. Do I even want to live out? I like, I'm like, Ohio is like who I am. And I went back. I'm like, oh, okay. No. Okay. What? 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 No, you're never, you will never live here again. It's almost like a, a transition that you go through, but it's much more dramatic from like San Diego, uh, to Kettering, Ohio, for sure. You know, for sure. Hey, look, yeah. uh, great place to be from. Yeah. Look, it certainly has instilled great core values and a deep work ethic in me. Uh, as I can yeah. see for you just the same way. So look, I would love to hear the vision for your business. Super, super interesting business that I would I can't wait to get into. But yeah, please hit me with the vision for your business. Yeah, so our vision is to transform 25,000 small businesses this decade. By the end of 2030, we, we do that through coaches. We have a system called System and Soul that integrates the systems that you have to have to run an effective business along with the soul side. And that was the big thing we saw was missing in the market. Uh, soul meaning the identity of the organization, the story, the culture, and most of all, like 
how do we treat our people, inspire our people, grow our people? Yeah, look, I, I, man, I really, really like what you've created, right? Um, yeah, it, 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 as you can imagine, it's, it touches me um, in a, right in my heart, my systematic heart, you know what I mean? Because, you know, uh, you know and, and, you know, when you say systematically fusing art, science, and magic, it, it, it walks so cleanly with uh, system and soul. And, and, and even as I was going through all of your, um, you know, your website and, and really looking at everything and, 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 and even, you know, seeing, you know, you know, transforming 25,000 companies by 2030, uh, the lifeblood of these communities, you know, and, and, you know, I, I saw early on, like in sort of what you do to help the company, you know, it's like brand vision and identity and hedgehog. And I'm like, man, what is a hedgehog? You know? And I finally, got deep all the way through uh, into the website where I finally found, you know what I mean, the hedgehog um, that is essentially this, this amazing Venn diagram um, that, that, you know, really outlines sort of what you guys are about, which I think is, is truly amazing, which is we're deeply passionate about helping entrepreneurs win what we can be best at in the world, creating breakthrough, and what drives our economic engine, the number of week- weekly coach leads, right? Um, and so again, it's a beautiful way of, you know, putting some structure and a great framework to how a business can work and be successful. And, I, and I'm assuming this is, is part of uh, what you help companies do when you coach them and help them develop these systems and souls in their business. Yeah, part of a company getting clarity is the outline of what we call the S2 roadmap. It's that one sheet of paper that, that you've got part of there in your hand. And part of that is the the hedgehog. We did not create that. That's from Jim Collins in the book, Good to Great, and his research of what makes companies go from good to great. They had a hyper focus and they knew the answer to those three questions. Yeah, And so we didn't create a lot of what we teach companies, we took the old time best practices, tools, and package them in a really, really simple way that we can get everybody in the organization on the same page. Yeah. Look, I'm telling you right now, I'm thankful to meet you um, because it's like, I, I read good to great so long ago and didn't even, this didn't even hit my radar in there. It just shows you how, when you read something, depending on what time of life that you're in, like you can't even hit your radar. This is like so powerful. Now I got to go home and I'm going to have to read good to great again and like examine this in thesis. And and it's why I love this, like doing a show like this and having these conversations. Cause even I get incredible insight and growth along the process. Right. And so, you know, for me, when I, when I, where I get lost in the way the business is ultimately presented is your your because because when I think about system and soul, I, I look at it as this amazing service business, right? Where it's less about hiring coaches and more about um, you know, really make like getting in and hiring the potential clients, if you will, to have the programs be delivered, right? It's the the other side is like, hey, we, we don't want to scale actually being a service company that goes out and provides the service. We're essentially wanting to s- scale our system and our our process to other people that want to go out and monetize this um, is actually the, the structure of your business model. Or do you do it both ways? Uh, so a great question. Um we plan to do it both ways. So there's like the impetus of what gets us from here to there. In the beginning, uh, we're, we launched uh, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're eight months in. We have 30 some coaches. We'll go in February to Orlando, train another cohort uh, and keep growing that. And those training fees, they pay us to become certified and then they pay a monthly fee. So right now, that is our revenue source. Mm-hmm. That is not our intended business model. That is, that is creating momentary sustainability until we get critical mass. We've been developing and investing in our software products. So 
all these companies that now figure out all this stuff and they're working their core objectives there. What are the issues in the business? You know, what are, what's our scorecard, our scoreboard look like all this data needs real time access to the whole team. So we've built that and we're rolling it out at the end of the Jan of January. So we want our, our economic value of our business eventually to be a SaaS based business. So the more we, the more faster we can get, customer acquisition, the better. So we started with coaches, right? Because they, they can go out and create their own businesses. And now we're in, we're creating a business with that guy. Uh, you know, we will want to help high capacity leaders become exceptional business coaches, people that are tired of building other people's kingdom, but they don't want to go, you know, manufacture something. They don't have a product. They don't want to, they've got a lot of value to give. We want to empower them to build a little, you know, solo entrepreneur consulting coaching practice. And eventually we want to go direct to market. We already have a self-guided tour product. So somebody could walk them through it themselves through it. But uh, right now we don't have enough market share to, to grow that fast enough. Yeah. And, and look, I'm, it's a, it's a fascinating like proposition, right? Because it's like, you know, it is, there's merit in, in either direction because the, the problem with going the coach route is churn. You know what I mean? It, it's just the reality of like, it's, if they can't, they, you're, you're basically now relying on their ability to go out and get clientele, right? And so they're basically using your back end, your backbone. They see you and your partner on the website, but they're not actually like, um, it's this pretty substantial service and undertaking for a business, but they're, they're like sort of one step remove um, from it, which I think um, is, is just a... a a, just, just one of the friction sides of, of the business model like this, you know what I mean? Which I think kind of like gives me more insight of like talking it out, even kind of like your first sort of question. Like, I, I, like hit me with the first question you had. Cause I, I, I think it makes, it'll give me more clarity after this on, on, on how I would think about that first question. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. So the, the main thing I wanted to ask you was about how you would think about accelerating this coach acquisition it's tricky because to us it's tricky i'm sure somebody can unlock it but a lot of these it's a very specific person that we're trying to find so it's not easy to go like buy ads to target them right and they have to be in a moment in life when they are considering or open to a career change right trying something new and then and without a guaranteed paycheck, right? Which is is somewhat of a good filter for us because we want somebody with enough experience that they can, you know, come to the table and, and pay the fee. It's it's almost a gatekeeper to keep out people that don't really belong, people that feel like they can come in and then go create their own business. It, there's a caliber of person that's got to be ready to do that. But we don't know how to find them. We're filling our courses, but we're not like blowing the doors. Okay. Off. So do you have a profile currently of the coaches, like from an educational standpoint, Did, have they, have they all been educated in, in business and led to this? Like, do you have any sort of profile as it relates to who it is right now? Or is it all sort of all over the map? Um, it's all over the map. There's, there's a more of a, there's a heartbeat that goes through, you know, where they, they resonate with what, we're trying to do on behalf of these companies for the sake of our communities. Uh, and they're all ready to go have their own thing. But from education, no, I mean, me and my business partner dropped out of college to go work, right. And build companies and never went back. Uh, we have some really smart people, very well educated. I would say experience matters way more than education. They've run something. If they've run something, usually their own thing. Sometimes it's somebody else's things. But if they've run something and they've got that experience. Yeah, look, you know, because I'm, I'm, oh man, you're going, it's the, the problem with like figuring out how to like target or even accelerate finding this type of, of person that would be connected to this type of opportunity, boy, you, you just, man, it keeps splitting and splitting and splitting down to where you almost like can't even like like take a shot anywhere 
Right. And because it's like, it's going to be just like, you know, one in a million, any direction you take, unless you like change the narrative of how you position it. And when I say that, I mean more in the idea of, you know, think of how many people that have MBAs and have jobs they don't like and have no potential scale in their, in their business, right. Or, or no potential scale where they ended up getting a job. Right. It, it, and I don't, I don't like people that have business education that wanted to get in and, and start their own thing or do their own thing, but, but never had the wherewithal to go through the complexities again, like you're saying of actually trying to build a business and, and hire people and raise money and all everything that goes into that. If you can find like, like that type of target and be like, Hey, you have this education and want to make a hundred thousand a year changing lives. Click on this link. And then you target, you know what I'm saying? Like where you, you target those with a business education because at the end of the day, they've, they either have to have the experience or the, the general knowledge to then be able to take this and put it to practice. Right. Because I think there's a, there's a there's also like a creative aspect that's that's connected in here, too, of like where they've got to help people pull it out and and be a part of it. So it's like the more you can identify like like who that that person is. But I think you got to come up with something really clean like that, where it's like you could be your own. You have the education and the knowledge, the experience like we provide basically the resources and yeah. and the tools for you to take your education and be your own boss without having to build a whole company right like and that's right and it's it's being so much more clear with that right because right now i think you know as i as i was really looking at like what it would take to be a coach i i got kind of a, a little overwhelmed on the idea of like well like do i even have like what it takes to even be a coach. Like, what do you even need to be able to be a coach here? Right. I think that's the other sort of missing thing. And so it's like, if you can be like, this is you, this is, this is your education or this is you ran a company, you, um, your previous yeah. venture didn't work. Would you be interested in taking that skill set and making a hundred grand a year changing communities? Right. It's, it's almost like looking at your potential audience through a couple of different lenses, previous entrepreneurs, previous business owner, you know, and the pain point with for everybody that had a, had a passion and a vision for a business will ultimately always be the complexities of how hard it actually is to run a business. Right. And, and, or depending on their skill set, right. Are they amazing product and marketing person, but are bad at sales and operations. So their business yeah. didn't work. They're an amazing creative who was going to start an agency, but they're terrible at finances and marketing and have no idea how to, how to get there. Right. All of these different aspects make up what could potentially be great fits for, for people that could help you scale the coaching side. And you also want that to be beyond the heartbeat of like trying to make the change. It's sort of the, the, the heartbeat heartbeat of the entrepreneurial spirit. And it's similar to how they pump it into multi-level marketing and, and, and kind of push it in that space of where you are, you know, you are basically an entrepreneur and, and doing your own business. You're basically our, our advertising and customer acquisition. And then you get paid off of the amount of people you bring in as clients and bring in as other people selling. And they kick off, they, you know, there's 30% of the business that's there to pay out uh, the people that are part of it. Right. So it, 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 but they sell it in the same way. The difference is, is, is it's still in the same construct. That one's much more difficult because there's so many layers to churn in there that, you know, you could make a little money and then it falls completely away and like, you know, a few months and then you you slow down, the churn just eats away at your money and it's over. And and you'll be faced with the same thing like because it's it's not about how many people you get in, it's how many people get in and thrive. So like yeah. making sure the right people end up in up in up in here and then ultimately stay for the long term is what you got to get and and the and the the more experience and and better fit the the more likely it is and then you got to make sure they win 
and then use the winners as the examples to get more people. You know what I mean? And make it tactical. You talk, you do this many leads and this many companies in your area, identify it this way. If you make 10 phone calls a day by the end of the year, you'll have this many clients and this is how you get there. You know what I mean? Like some sort of yeah. system in there to where you break down all of the friction to where it's like, man, I should do this. This would be easy for me. Yeah, let me let me come out to Orlando. And get in there and see if see what you got for me. You know what I mean? It's like, look, I even looked. For, I'm like, when, when is this? I'm gonna go to this. Like, I was like, I was like, I, and then I was like, when I saw it was, I was like, what's the date? Because I got to go to Orlando later this year. And I was like, oh my god, if it was like the same, I would go to this to to check it out. Uh, if I if I was in Orlando, unfortunately, I am not. But look, I I think what you have is super interesting. You know what I mean? I, it's really compelling. You and your the dynamic between you and your, 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 the coach, you know what I mean? Like, and, and sort of his vibe and, you, you know, it's, I, I found it all super compelling and fascinating. And really I, I could see the potential of system and soul beyond sort of the construct of this current sort of, you know, difficult frame business model that is hunting coaches over everything. Because I do think there's so much to, um, this is a concept that a lot of people could use, especially in that small to medium sized business. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. And look, I look really forward because of the type of young man that you are, although, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite your senior, but not by too much. Uh, you know, so I love the idea of, of, of seeing what your life vision is now as you have have done so much and kind of evolved into this new place. What do you see for your life in the future? My vision for life, my life, I'll give you two answers. One, the first one, most important, is it's way more important to me right now in the season who I'm becoming versus what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is, I have a beautiful, you know, call it whatever you want, work-life balance, personal, family, mission, all that stuff. So if I can keep doing what I'm doing and create greater impact into the world we're in, I'm a happy, happy man. Yeah, look, and, and you're incredibly fortunate. And and to me, um, you know, there's a, a aspect of you know, when you get to a, a certain level of, of, of life and you kind of see all your systems integrated and you have that balance and, and harmony. Now the big question for you where you're stuck now is the unknown answer as it's related to what happens with the business, right? Since you just launched it and now it's sort of tied to where, Hey, I've, I've been smart. I've grown, I'm evolved. I, I know that I understand um, how I evolved and I'm going to continue to evolve while I chase new dreams. And this is the latest one, but until this one reveals itself, I don't fully understand um, what the future holds. And, and to me, you know, I'm, I've just gotten so obsessed with, with putting sort of flags in the ground of where I want to evolve in all aspects of my life. That's with my wife and kids uh, my body, my mind, my finances, the machine and my career and how I build it and how I want it to evolve and continually optimize it. I, I have seen such extraordinary power from systematic evolution that I apply it to all yes. aspects of my life. And, and, and it's not a matter of never being satisfied. It's the fulfillment of continually getting better and better. You know, and, and I think that that that, you know, getting a little bit deeper on those aspects and going for um, continually evolving with, with, with deep purpose will, will you could easily do. And and you'll see a lot of 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 a, a unexpected growth and a rapid growth that that you couldn't quite foresee. Um, look. Hit me with that question, man. Best question I've seen in a while from the life standpoint. I can't wait to to hear it, to to understand what it comes from. All right. So you and I have a similar story. We fell in love with business. We super optimized our life based on an intentionality of what we wanted out of life. But do you ever go like, dang, I'm Peter Pan and I grew up and sold out. And where's the Rob in the fantasy factory? 
Yeah, it's I this makes me laugh so hard because I when I read the question, I'm like, I'm like, man, this guy has just turned the mirror uh right on me. Right. And it's like, it's the idea of like the I see this as the question. You you look at like, ah man, like I like, did I miss out on the adventure? Cause cause you can think about this. Most people would say, you know, when you think about Fantasy Factory, I was, I did Fantasy Factory into my, to, I did Fantasy Factory to, as, to into my 40s. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I wasn't on Robin Big till I was 32. Then I did Fantasy Factory and all these things. And so to me, most people will be like, oh, the skate, like the skate life, like, you know, do you ever wish you still skated instead of did TV? Then now it's like, oh, do you wish you instead of highly optimized and living this business life that you had the adventure of getting attacked by sharks and flipping cars? And, and you know, I, I showed my, my son a video of the bleeding frogs when we uh, had a mobile uh, rock group, a death metal group from Fantasy Factory. I'm a bleeding frog. I'm a bleeding frog. And he's like, oh, wow. He's five years old. And he's like, have you done any other songs? Then I showed him Blobby Light. We're dressed in the fat suit as Bobby Light, as chunky as charged. And he's like, oh, you're hilarious, dad. And it's like, to me, the idea that I recorded music and did all this crazy stuff in Fantasy Factory was the antithesis of what the skate community is like. Don't, why don't you skate? You know what I mean? So... It, to that question, I what I know that I've kept consistent and that's been my beating heart the whole way through is I've always uh, been committed to living an amazing life. You know what I mean? And at every stage, it's just like, how can I live the most life that I can live in this era and this moment and this part? And as I've grown and evolved, what that means to live the most life has changed. And so for me, I, I, I've just never been happier. I've never been lighter. I've never been clear. I've never been more present and more excited about the future at any point in my entire life. I've never been healthier. I've never been happier. I've never had more vitality, not better energy. And for me, it's like, wow, what, what an extraordinary gift that you were able to evolve to this state, you know? And so when I look back on all of it, I'm incredibly thankful that I've lived the life that I've, I've lived, but not even a part of me uh, misses it or even thinks about it other than, man, you, you, you really did some wild stuff. But uh, it is always how can I be better and happier in the future? But I appreciate the question because it's like I, I look at us. There's so many parallels to us um, in, in that skateboard in the background. I know you miss it because you're not able to pull that thing down like you used to. Um, and, and I appreciate the, the consideration. But for, for both of us, it's just continuing to evolve and and if you miss um like doing that aspect of your life then hey you got to add that into your system and your life plan to make sure that you get the fulfillment out of that and make sure that you stay connected to those things that ultimately made you who you are you know what i mean right on yeah hey and i can see that in you it genuinely comes across that you're more focused more present more happy more intentional it's all there and it shows up, man. All right. Well, look, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I appreciate you even even reaching out and putting the video together. I look forward to seeing how how, the, how it evolves. And man, if it times up right, I'm coming to one of the um, one of the to one of the sessions. We'd love to have you. Okay, I wish you the best, man. Thanks, Rob. Corey Polito, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you? I'm incredible. Oh, uh, thank you for coming out uh, and being on the show. Thank you for for your video. You did. Um, you know, an unusual pitch, right? Where you kind of talked about multiple different businesses and all different types of ideas and passion and, and sort of different from property management to virtual resumes to, to, you know, supporting, um, dogs like all over the place. So I would love to kind of see, uh, sort of what you would love to talk about and sort of the vision for, for the businesses and the ideas that you have cooking right now. Just a day in my life. So I think I'm going to focus on the top two businesses that take up generally 90% of my time. I still have a day job, so it's very interesting. I, I primarily am focused in property management. Uh, we got three properties about three years ago. We've doubled in size, and now we're up to six properties. 
And then the other business that takes up the rest of my time that we can't get away from, we started a nonprofit animal sanctuary where we focus on hound dogs. Uh, we started that three years ago as our dog was getting ready to pass away from cancer. And we're up to 18 dogs that live in our house or in our backyard. Well, and, and, and are they all hound dogs, all of them? They are all hound dogs in eastern North Carolina. There's a huge demand because of the, the hunting area that we live in. Mm. And another, it was a niche that we were able to create. And that was the dog that we lost from cancer. She was a hound dog. And it, it also creates, you know, for animal lovers, you like your dog living on the couch, running around, being with your kids. And so we're, they pack well together. So what, we're able to replicate that environment in another facility that we built on our 10 acres um, so that's why we specialize in hound dogs mainly. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it's 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 much more fascinating when it's like super specific. You know what I mean? Because like I I'm you know even when I went to the website and when I was looking at it, I, I guess I didn't it didn't say that it was specifically hound dogs on the website, or maybe it did. I just didn't fully didn't fully see it. And then so is that sort of like hey the vision for the the nonprofit and and. Uh, Scarlet Oak Farms is ultimately, hey, we just want that to be sustainable because this is our passion project and what we love to do. But it's really about creating the model for that to work. And then the property management side is like, hey, this is like something we could create long term that could could have scale that could be sort of the uh, cash flowing side of our business or ultimately our sustainability, if you will. Is that sort of how you're looking at the two businesses right now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the nonprofit is a passion project, and, and it wasn't going anywhere regardless. My wife had already brought in six dogs. I was smart enough to see the writing on the wall. And so, you know, with my business acumen, I was like, hey, let's do this thing. Let's turn it into a nonprofit. And you're right. I'm trying to figure out, which is the questions that I want to kind of relate to, is how do I scale my property management business when, when all businesses, I'm at the helm? It makes it difficult. Yeah. And, and so from, from the time that you're spending right now, like, are you, um, is it the property management business that takes up the most time and, and of, of what you do right now, you basically just run that. Yeah. My, my wife and I have made a pretty decent agreement where she does a majority of the nonprofit because she was one of the reasons why we started this. And then I do a majority of the property management. So it takes up a huge majority of my my side time. But as I said, I I teach five classes at a uh, university every semester. And so once I leave there, then it's like, okay, let's get into the hustle, let's get into the grind. And it's it's trying to time management all of that type of stuff. And then currently right now that is sort of like the teaching income is sort of the your sustainable income until you scale the property management income. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and look, you know, I think for you, you got to, it's if property management income is the path, the way out of teaching and the, and the place to gain more time. Right. I, I think it, it becomes the super clear goal that you have to end up creating for yourself. Right. Like you have to say like, Hey, I've got to get by the end of the year, I've got to get to 20 properties 10, 15 properties so that I can in that time run them all myself, create the systems and sort of the uh, SOPs, if you will, uh, standard operating procedures so that I can bring in somebody. I have enough properties to bring in somebody to run that. And then now I can focus on being, um, you know, half my time at uh, the property management and half my time at the uh, the farm where I could have a good balance with my time and my energy versus like basically you're getting pulled and everything. You got the teaching that's just taking up like all your time like and then in between that you're trying to get the the property management working in between needing to put out the fires of managing the foundation. And, and it's one of those things of like you realize you've taken on too much once it's too late. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that that's just one of those things in life where, you know, clearly you're, you're, you're constantly thinking about different ideas, you know what I mean? And you're constantly thinking about those ideas from which one of these ideas can, can help me get out of being overwhelmed and being pulled in a million directions, 
right? And I think when I when I look back to your pitch, and then when I when I start thinking about like life after and a legacy um, planning business and a virtual video submission platform that's uh, hu- giving putting the human back in human resources where it's video pitches instead of or video resumes, right? You, it's now when I when I hear you talk about it and hear it in this context, I I can see that these your ideas. And then it's like, then it's like, like, but the pressure is you're, 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 you're really looking to do one thing and the animal sanctuary. That's really what your goal is. And you don't know if property management can get you there, but you know that teaching isn't how you want to do it. And like, boy, maybe one of these other ways kind of does it. Is that, is that a solid assessment of kind of where you're at? Yeah. And, it, and it's almost like I'm addicted to the grind. Like I love the grind. Like I appreciate the struggle. And so it's a fear of do, if I let go of one of these things, is that the one that was going to pop off? Yeah. And so I'm just constantly looking at that next. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's fascinating because I feel like I was a, a super extreme <laughs> version of you, you know, seven or eight years ago, you know what I mean? Where I, I was spread so thin and had such a lack of clarity, but it was, I'll just keep doing more things because one of these is going to be the answer for me. And and, and I think when I finally let go of that and really decided, okay, what is, what, what type of life do I actually want to live? How do I want to spend my time and what do I actually like doing the most and then designed my life around that? That's when, when things really changed for me, you know what I mean? And, and, and to me, I'm in, 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 I would look at my television. I, I didn't like, I was sick of shooting television. You know, like I looked at it as like, man, it's just like, you know, I'm ready. To, I want to like focus on business. I don't want to like be shooting TV. It's like, you know, and which is silly to say in hindsight, but it was, it made me like, I was wishing for all of these other things to happen. But when I repositioned and got clarity on everything and built a plan and, and how I was going to um, like roll out that plan, TV had a different uh, use for me. It was like, okay, now you're going to do TV and continue to use that money to fund this vision for a business that builds, builds businesses. That is the machine. And then your goal is to get to, you know, long-term get to cash flowing real estate as your sustainability plan for your sort of overall financial structure. And then I created goals behind that. And so for you, I look at it like, okay, the, the, the farm is, is really about like you're doing that no matter what for the long term. So it's really about how do you get that into a a place and where you can dedicate some time to it, that the stuff that you enjoy. But I do think you focus on the property management side because you understand it. Boy, yeah. do you understand? I've been, I've been doing it half my life. That's what I'm saying. You've yeah. done it half your life. You fully understand it, right? And so you can build, although it might be hard, you're better off putting your, your, all of your extra time into hitting 20 properties or whatever the number is that gets you to a sustainable place and that where you can hire someone and then really like now have free time, free mind share to be able to spend on taking shots at these other things that could be, could be bigger. Right. But, you know, I, I think if you, And it takes sometimes the hardest part for guys like me and you who just wants like, what's it going to be? Like, I don't know. This could be a good idea to you. Let's just try it and start it. No, it's too, it's really hard. Oh, maybe this isn't the one, right? It's like, it's, it's saying no to things and buckle and sort of locking in on meeting a goal instead of like getting to the next thing. So that, that's just something I would really, really implore that you try to like take a look at of simplifying and getting you to a place of clear sustainability being the number one goal, you know? Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate you saying it that way because it's like my wife always states, it's like I'm a 90 percenter. Yeah. It's like, I, because I want to try all of these different things, I get everything to like just at 90% and I'm like, oh shit, there's something else over here. Yeah. And then I tackle that until it's 90%. And so that, that gives me a lot of clarity on just dropping some of those things. Yeah. And if, look, it, you will, because if you can get to scale on the property side, that solves everything. That yeah. solves everything. It really does. 
And it's like, you understand it. If now you can put the energy, even if it takes two, three, five years, if you, if you know at scale, if you got to a hundred properties, whatever it is like, then like, okay, now this would be like, this would give, afford me all of these different things. And, and to me, putting a flag in the ground of what you're going to do there and then like automating and optimizing and getting better and better at that business and, and getting better and better that acquiring, uh, uh, properties and all that stuff. I mean, you just keep going and going and going until that creates that sustainability. Then it's okay to go out on these other things that you can get to 90%. And and here's the problem. You get to 90% because you get once you you love the idea, then you go through the process of developing the idea. Then the idea reveals itself to you on how hard it actually is. And then it's like, ah, I don't know. This one's actually going to be way more difficult than I thought. It may not be what yeah. I thought it was. Let me try another one. That's the yeah. the reality of jumping into these big ideas that you don't know as well compared to understanding something like the property management side that you understand clearly. You know, and, and to me, when you can have that like tight of a focus and then put all the energy towards that, knowing that that's a, that's the, the means to an end. Like if you can get there, then it allows you to go back to exploring the bigger ideas that you want to do. I, 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 I think you're blessed that you even have that one to even focus in on it and try to get to that level, you know, but hit me with your business question. I'm, I'm sure it's related to one of those. Well, I thought you already read it because it was actually asking you about what are some tips, tricks that you might have in trying to figure out some of those standard operating procedures or organizational tools, like some of the things that maybe you've seen on a larger scale that could be implemented on a smaller scale where I'm at. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's, you know, I grew into sort of a systematized way of thinking. And, and began to look at what are all the things that I can automate. And then I really began to see the world through automation, right? Like, how do I turn, how can I turn everything into where it becomes automated? Because after you automate it, then you can optimize it. It gets better and better, higher quality, less effort. Um, but I grew into that over time. But I, and, and you got to make the commitment to yourself to learn it and begin to apply it. But if you want to accelerate it, you either hire someone to help you or the first body, once you get to a certain scale, they come from that more operational mindset that can help develop that and run them as part of what you're hoping to achieve. But, but when it's just going to be you, you got you to gotta commit to it. And you, and you got to look at like, and you just look at through the lens, like how, what can I do to make this easier? What can I do to make this better? And what can I do to make this um, require less effort that it's that I can put it into this automated state? And and for me, it's happened. You know, I've done it a lot of different ways. And originally, even when I built my big, you know, I call it the rhythm of existence, my life operating model. That's basically all the systems in my entire life. I still went out and hired a consultant uh, who helped me create my entire system for the, the deer deck machine to then help me create and build my life system, you know? So it, it requires help when you don't know how to do it, but the easiest way is to approach it from a, what can I automate? Uh, and what can I make better sort of mentality and, and get it to a place where you can eventually hire the person that has experience and naturally, is systematized and a great operator that can, can bring that stuff to life. Okay. That helps. Yeah. And look, man, I I would be, you know, considering we've kind of like dissected a a little bit of, of who you are, I'd love to be, to hear sort of the vision for how all of this fits together and ultimately uh, the vision that you have for the ideal life that you would live. I'm in the process of trying to figure that out, which is why the question that I had for you personally kind of fell in line with with clarity. Yep. Um, because I've been so scatterbrained and all over the place, I know, you know, the property management and the dog company isn't going anywhere. Um, but the vision, I, I actually got asked this question one time before, you know, like where would I want to live if I could pick anywhere? And I, I'm exactly where I want to be. You know, yep. I've built a paradise where I own 18 dogs. Um, I love animals. My three-year-old gets to feed dogs in the morning. She gets to learn quality skills. My wife is happy. I have a gym on the property. Like I'm 
half of my vision is already there. I'm just trying to find satisfaction and enthusiasm in the work that I do every day. Because like I told you, the, the classroom isn't doing it anymore. And I find way, way more personal gratitude in the property management and a business that I'm actually putting my hands on. There's way more there. So I'm just trying to figure out how I actually tie those pieces together more clearly. Yeah. And, and look, and I think that that's the, it, you're lucky, right? Because you got a great piece of it that's, that's already a great yeah. foundation. And now you've got to solve this other aspect in order to find harmony because right now you don't have that harmony, right? You're just being, you're being pulled and trying all these things and unsure and not sure where to put energy and time and then being like, then second guessing where you're putting energy and time all the time. Thus, thus yeah. uh, uh, giving that aspect that you need to get to, which essentially is just, you're looking for uh, the highest quality um life as possible, which is ultimately everybody's sort of goal. Now it's defining what would create that, right? And so if, if, if the material side is a dollar, so for you to live in the house that you live in and take care of the dogs and, and um, live the, the lifestyle that you want to live, there's a dollar amount to that, right? And it's really now a matter of creating a path forward to cover that so that you could then have the freedom to experiment and explore the other things, right? And and I and I and I think because you are already along your way in these things, like the the clarity is less from like what which one of these should I do since I'm so scattered and it's really like how do you get yourself to a place where it doesn't matter which one of these you choose. Right? And okay. you could be as wishy-washy as you want once you have sustainability from an income perspective, right? Because it's okay. like, once that's locked in, then you could, you're, because you're feeling pressure, not from um, the ideas and the energy, it's the sustainability from the income side. And yes. you know, energetically, when you look at your career, that the teaching just isn't what you want to do. It doesn't give you the fulfillment. It's not like the identity that you see for yourself. And so you got to get your way out of that. You don't see it in property management. You see it in like, like a big idea because you have vision and you're an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. That's where you actually see your identity. But the pathway there is actually getting the sustainability out of the property management side and focusing all that. Cause once that happens now, now you're playing with the time that you have is that that is house money. And now you can begin to explore those big ways and then wait for one of those to hit while you continue to be sustainable and have the lifestyle that, that you want and need. So it's like general scale, you know, proving and validating that first one. And then once that one works, now it's okay. Let, now I have the freedom and flexibility to attempt one of these other ones. Now that I've got revenue stream, right? And and if if you set off on that journey and you can't get there, then you then and you want to pick another thing. Hey, then you got to keep teaching till you build the sustainability from another project and and not being spread so thin, right? Because you can't end up spending all your mind share on the property management side and then it not ever get the scale because then you're going to be stuck. Then you're going to be doing both. Yeah. Then you're going to be forever yeah. like teaching and property management and trying to like, like manage your time and energy with the dogs and, and the chaos of it all while trying to get the mind share to make that one pop. Only you'll never actually yeah. have the mind share or the ability take, to take the risk to push it past the 90% because you just have no sustainability in the system. You know what I mean? Okay. That makes sense. You got to lock in. You got to lock in, Corey. Okay, look, man. I, I hope that was helpful. I, I I really enjoyed it. I I you know it's uh, when I get these different videos and you know I, I'm always humbled and honored when someone takes the time to to make a video and 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 go through this process to be on this show and and to me, um, you know, the videos allow me to kind of understand who the person is and then I can do research on their sort of what they're about and what it is to kind of know better. Boy, you were a mystery. Man, you were a mystery, man. When we was trailing all over all these ideas, I'm like, man, I'm not, I can't quite crack 
where his mind his mind is even at in all of this and and i I'm, I'm glad that i was able to to get you to a place and evolve it into where i understood it enough to where uh hopefully um that can help you get that clarity you need and focus you need and cuz cuz that will get you uh, to the place of freedom that ultimately allows you to go out and take those shots. That's going to be the the thing that you attach uh, the identity of the entrepreneur and visionary that you know you are. You know what I mean? I appreciate. It. I, I think I'll take that as a compliment. But I'm I'm a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> you should take it as a compliment. You can take it as a compliment. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, look. Right. I wish you the best, man. I look forward to seeing seeing uh, the results and what happens in the future, man. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for All the time. Right. Be good. All right, that's it for our show. Um, As always, thank you all for tuning in and listening. You know, if you love the show and you listen to the show, hit us with some some reviews, hit us with some feedback, you know. Uh, Like, subscribe, wherever you listen or watch. You know, it's it's really helpful. We love uh, seeing how the community reacts to the episodes and the entrepreneurs and sort of the knowledge that we share together. Um, and, and, and as always, you want to be a part of our world, go to DerdickMachine.com. But above all, man, you're the visionary of your life, so you got to see it. It's the plan that makes it happen. That's where you believe it. And you, only you, can actually do it. Until next time, it's your boy Rob.